Good morning, Pam. Happy Saturday morning, afternoon, or evening to you, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, help with all keeping cool because I was online at 5.30 this morning with a friend from London. Ah, uh, how is Erica? No, not Erica. A friend it- Annette. Oh, um, Annette. Yes. Annette. Yes. Well, they're, you know, I think most of the world right now is in a heat wave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of fun. Lots and lots of fun. I was telling Leslie this morning, my kitchen right now is 98 degrees because I don't have air conditioning on the first floor of the house. So, oh, Pam. Yeah. Well, and I asked her, I said, do you still want to do the podcast? So you will hear the fan probably blowing on Pam right now, keeping her cool. She promised me she has lots of water and she's mm-hmm. hydrating appropriately. I am. I am. You'd be proud of me. I've been hydrating appropriately too. <laughs> Making sure you hear that, Elena. And I, I also bought, I also have margaritas in the fridge. The oh, and bottles. I see Brenda's on too. I'm hydrating. Mm-hmm. I'm hydrating. <laughs> I mean, I'm eating salt. I had chips yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I am so paranoid about passing out (laughs) or having a heat stroke that Mm -hmm. I have been. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm not thirsty, I'm like, I've said that to the girls right now. You have to just drink water, even when you're, when it's this hot. Well, I should should preface. Well, yeah, I know I should. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to do better. Oh my gosh, Cheryl mm-hmm. said the other day Atlanta was the coolest city in the U.S. Okay, what kind of crazy world is that? Exactly. That's amazing. Uh, Shell said it's 6.03 a.m. and it's 90 degrees. Yep. Um, Diana, Diana says, hello, and it's good to have you on. I'm so glad you could join us this mm-hmm. morning. Yes, Black Lab sir. Lady and Brenda. Uh, Ellie said, she opening with The Clash, awesome. Hey, you know... You got to every now and then. And that's one of the best songs out there. I mean, come on. London Calling. London Calling. And it's perfect for this chapter. Perfect for this chapter. That is true. Um, Wow. Cheryl's saying it's 74 now. And Brenda, Nurse Brenda, 
reminding us, if you are thirsty, it is too late. You need to keep hydrated. Uh, but I keep so. telling my brother-in-law and my brother, because he he's, uh, works as oh. a gardener. Right, he, he, he works outdoors. He works outdoors, and he, he's one of those people that does uh, little gardens mm. for people. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. So It's 83 degrees in Philadelphia right now. <laughs> Betty says, I think ice cream is a nutritious breakfast, right? Of course it is. <laughs> Betty, I will tell you, my mom is a big believer of having ice cream at breakfast. And she used to, <laughs> when she used to babysit the girls when they were younger, they thought it was the coolest thing because Yaya would give them ice cream and waffles. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, well, the, yeah. the other thing that's really good, though, you can put some granola with the ice cream. Oh, that that is good. That's kind of healthy. You can throw some fruit on top. That's true. It's not quite yogurt, but you know. Um, As Lori notes, it's a protein. That's right. Um, So happy PK Tabby's joined us again. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to see you on the chat. We didn't scare you away. That's wonderful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shell saying, Betty, that's the breakfast of champions. Yes, it is. My Google's here and he's drinking water too. Oh, and Elena says, only 80 here, but it's expected to be 95 later. But we do have a nice sea breeze, which is beautiful for Maine. But wow, 95 degrees in Maine is, it just sounds wrong. I know. You know? My my sister's coming up your way, Black Lab Lady. She's, uh, I think they're leaving, I think Monday morning. I'm not sure. Sunday night or Monday morning. They're, they're at their house up in the mountains. She's on call this weekend, so she, and starts vacation. So she's, uh, a friend of theirs is lending them her house in Damascata. So I think that, and that's for a special reason, right? Yes. Anniversary? Their 40th wedding anniversary. Oh, when is the, when is their actual date? October 2nd. Oh, that's great. Congratulations Mm -hmm. to them. That's, that's really awesome. I'm so glad they're going to get to do something special like that. That's cool. Oh, PK Tabby says it's 80 here in Texas. And it's that way here. (laughs) Ellie's Ellie's saying only 66 now at 6 a.m. in California because Ellie's joining us from California. But we will get to 104. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm it's interesting that you've cooled down a lot. I, I, we, uh, as Pam knows, because Pam and I have a little fun with each other since we're baseball fans and Mm -hmm. we are not fans of the same team. Mm-mm. Her and Betty are on the same team. That's true. Those Bronx Bombers, mm-hmm. the Yankees, were playing in Baltimore all weekend. And um, driving back at 1 in the morning, it was 80 degrees at 1 in the morning coming back mm-hmm. um, from Baltimore mm-hmm. last night. It did not cool off at all here. Um, we actually lucked out it was kind of funny we got tickets my daughter bought the tickets and she thought we were in one section at the bottom of the section she reversed the chart and we actually were at the very top we were in nosebleed nosebleeds the top row always but fun. we we lucked out because that row is open there's a obviously there's a there's a chain fence uh, you know mm-hmm. there's a fencing around it so people don't you know try and get out 
but there was a breeze the entire time. So we were probably the most comfortable people in the stadium outside of the suites. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just, (laughs) Shell's a Yankees fan too. Uh Shell, just when I thought I liked you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was an amazing, it was such a good game. My Orioles had a lot of chances to beat your Yankees, but they didn't quite do it. But man, I think we gave the Yankees fans a run for their money last night because we kept coming back. And that's the thing I love about this uh, Orioles team this year. They will not give up and they will surprise you. They've been actually super fun to watch um, because they, there were no expectations for them to win pretty much any game this year. And they've really, they've really been fun to watch. So we're actually going back. We're, we're going to, we have tickets for another game this weekend. So, oh, cool. yeah, yeah. Allie wanted to see, she wants to see the series. She's, my daughter is a diehard. Um, My husband and we indoctrinated her into the baseball um, lore. So, yeah, it's fun. Um, But they, you know, everybody, it was, it was like, I I can't even describe how hot it was in the stadium. I, I told Allie, we should keep in mind going back up to those seats. Um, if it gets too hot, because it was actually, I think, a saving grace to have that airflow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Shell says, win or lose, Yankee fan, 54 years and counting. I love it. I love it. Well, oh, Floor and Anna's joined us, too. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you know, here's, <laughs> here's my thing. When I was a little girl, I lived in Boston, or Norwood, Massachusetts. And yes. Um, I can, I had a tricycle. I was at, this is how far back this goes. And the Mickey Mantle rookie card had come out. And of course, you know, anytime you went near a candy store of any kind, or, you know, my, for whatever reason, my, my mom or my dad would bring me baseball cards. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't into watching games or anything. I'd never gone to a game, but they did. So, the kids that I would play with on the, in the, on my street would put their baseball cards on their bicycle spokes. Yep. So having to try to be cool at four or five years old, however old I was, <laughs> I put the Mickey Mantle rookie card on my tricycle spokes. <laughs> oh, and don't you wish you had it now? Oh, my God, do I <laughs> wish I had it now. My mom was a hu- is a huge Yankees fan. Okay, so I do respect the tradition, and I've been to I've been to Yankee Stadium, and it is, you know, if you love baseball, you just have to respect um, the the tradition and the beautiful passion that the fans have. And my mom's always been a Yankees fan because when she was young, for several years, she lived in on Long Island, and. Mickey Mantle was her absolute favorite player and they she had so many baseball cards and a lot of Mickey Mantle because he was her favorite and when she got older my grandmother was cleaning things out and she threw out all of the cards and we just kind of don't even think about the amount of money that was thrown out (laughs) Um, at uh, just in one fell swoop it's crazy and but, Cheryl, Cheryl had an amazing experience. Yes, I love this. Share it, share it. She was in a, 
in a restaurant in Atlanta and a player had signed just signed a multi-year contract and he paid for the entire restaurant's food. I love stories like that. That is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's such a pay it on type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. And we do have some other baseball fans here. PK Tabby's a baseball fan too. I'm curious, are you a, are you a Texas? Are you one of the, are you a Houston? Are you Rangers? Or are you a devoted fan from another, uh, another part of the, of the world? Just curious PK. And um, I'm loving too um, the fact that uh, Black Lab Lady says she's going up to Damariscada mm -hmm. tomorrow for a friend's anniversary party. So she's going that to be cool. where your sister yep. is going to be. Ah, Houston and Astros fan. Wow, mm -hmm. they've done amazing things. Uh, they're the they're the my you're daughter. The ones, they're my the daughter's ones that give like the Yankees. The worst exactly. Time. My daughter said she thinks it's going to go down to the Yankees and the Astros, and um, mm -hmm. but. We just hope, wouldn't it be fun for the Orioles to get a wild card? That would be amazing. Again, since they were supposed to not win any games this year. And I'm not even, I'm not even joking. I'm not being facetious. They were really not supposed to do well. Um, so, yeah, lots of fun. And speaking of baseball and thinking, speaking of SR, mm -hmm. how about that Toronto Blue Jay score? Oh, my God. 28-5. to five. SR's? Blue Jays scored 28 runs over the Boston Red Sox yesterday. That's a football and score. It is a football score. It's crazy. It's shocking. Shocking. Mm -hmm. uh, Lori, Lori, our other Texan on the in the chat rooms at Rangers. Also great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Anna, I knew you were gonna. I was waiting for Anna to say something about Pittsburgh. The she pirates. said, "I know it won't be the Pirates." You never know. There are Pirates fans just like Steel. I mean, Steelers Nation is everywhere. You never know. There's Pirates yeah, fans. True. I've seen. It's I've met true. Pirates fans all over the place. But um, <laughs> Shell said they were on the ball. <laughs> That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I that was an unbelievable score and I felt bad for all the Red Sox fans I know because that nobody likes to lose that by that that margin Allie asked me isn't there should there should be a mercy rule in Major League Baseball like little league. Yeah, just yeah. like Little League you have so many runs I think it's 10 runs is it 10 I don't I forget anymore but I do know that there were a couple of games my son was involved in where the yeah. mercy rule went into effect uh, yes my, same with my daughter. It was it was painful. I said there is no mercy in Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. Cheryl said can't brag on Atlanta until the last minute. I don't want to jinx. <laughs> we get you. We get you, Cheryl. We do. Mm -hmm. So, oh my gosh. Well, we got uh, another we little SR type news. It's not from SR though. Yes. Did you read yes, yes. about the protesters at the Uffizi who glued their hands to the Primavera? No, I missed that story. That, that was in this. I saw that this morning. I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, they. Uh, I can't even believe that. Fortunately, Primavera is well protected with in a glass with a glass panel. But it just it was like <laughs> they were 
ecological protesters. Oh, so, okay. That that makes sense. Primavera, spring. Mm -hmm. Trying to, yeah, wow. That's still, you know, when, when art, uh, at least, well, and maybe they realized they weren't going to hurt the actual painting. They were just trying to get attention. I guess they definitely got attention with uh, that one. Oh, they, yeah, they were arrested. Um, but yeah, I mean, people do this. <laughs> Betty said, yeah, Betty said, wait, what? <laughs> I have a feeling Willie will pay some people if you visit. I have a feeling he will too. Yeah, Ellie's saying, yikes, who would do that to art? I know. Well, look at the security guard that I think it was a, a, a Edward Bunch painting in Germany. And oh, yeah. The guard felt that he should, they should have eyes to took a ballpoint pen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And drew eyes on the faces. Isn't it crazy that when they have security guard training now, they're going to have <laughs> to say, and we need to emphasize, do not touch or draw or destroy or do anything to the work that you're guarding. Like, isn't that an innately, you know, it, an expectation you wouldn't have to spell out? I know. Um, Betty was saying regarding the Red Sox Toronto Blue Jays game, it was a sad day for Paul. The Red Sox are his team. And thank you, Betty, <laughs> thank you, Betty. for weaving Paul into the podcast at about quarter past. <laughs> and, yeah. And Betty, maybe you and Sarah Beth Pollock should get together and talk about Paul. And Paul giving up Dante's studies. <laughs> yes, it's true. Anna's saying, face it, everything is game for a protest. You are correct. It's it's kind of open season. And Betty's saying, this reminds me of the time Raven said art was the only thing that lasts forever. Turns out not really. Yeah. I, it depends. But I think luckily, in this case, it turned out okay. Clam mm -hmm. <laughs> Lady says, as said by the great, great Ron White, you can't fix stupid. No, you can't. <laughs> Oh, Alana, you're so right about that. You are so right about that. <laughs> Shell says, truth, Black Lab Lady. That is the truth. Mm -hmm. You cannot fix no, stupid. You so I thought um, about Paul hitting the radio waves and winning the hearts of many people. <laughs> this is true. Yes. And I'm, I'm sure Sarah Beth right now, though, is uh, really wrapped up in... Com isn't Comic Con going yes, on in Comic San Diego right now? Yes, Comic Con is back and it's live. And she must be as in full. <laughs> Walter has opinions too. He's outraged by the Uffizi protests. Yes. <laughs> I, I, Walter, oh my. Walter's problem is I think he's becoming deaf and blind. Aww. Well, you know, he's fourteen. Well, he's entitled. Yes. He's entitled. He he just wants to be heard. That is amazing, mm -hmm. truly. And speaking of amazing things and all things mm -hmm. SR, we have <laughs> Betty saying, Walter, are you team Paul too? <laughs> no, I think Walter is just, uh, I can't see or hear anything and I don't know where I am. Aw. Poor little boo-boo. He's a sweetie pie. Or Kenzie's favorite rat dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh! Every time he barks, I hear Kenzie uh-huh. tell him to be quiet, and only in the way only she can. That's exactly right. So. so What's the news in SR world, Pam? Well, so, well, see, you really didn't get back to us with news too much this week, but I do no. know that um, he is going to be doing a giveaway of two uh, Passion Flick subscriptions. So keep an eye out for when he posts it, and uh, he'll probably post it around the time to- around the time the um, uh, uh, movie comes out on August twelfth, somewhere in there. Right. He, I, I, that was uh, a gift from two fans or a gift from fans to gift those two subscribers. Mm-hmm. So I think exactly. that's wonderful. Um, wanting to share the passion flicks love. And, you know, I think it's a great way to have uh, someone who hasn't had a chance to watch the Gabriel series um, be able to enjoy it. So I'm um, Stay tuned for the details for that. I know mm-hmm. many of you are Passion Flicks subscribers already, but share this contest um, so people will be able to watch, which will be good. And Pam, lots of love is coming to Walter. Betty's saying you're still adorable. <laughs> Shell says hugs for the puppy. Hashtag all dogs are puppies. They are. Um, and yes, Betty, we we were we were getting to that actually. Gabriel's Inferno, the ebook, is still on sale mm-hmm. for a dollar ninety nine. Uh, it will be going away shortly. Um, shortly. This was a recognition of a ten year anniversary from Berkeley, I think. Right? Yes. And um, this is a really great way to get someone who hasn't read the book yet. Um, access at a great price. Mm-hmm. I actually have a colleague of mine who I recently discovered, she's actually a client, I recently discovered is also a romance novel fan. And um, she actually, I, we, we discovered this when I was talking to her about going to LA for Passion Con. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, why are you going to LA? And I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm involved. I'm a founding member for this thing called Passion Flicks. And, you know, we make romance novels and two movies. And it's such a great thing. And she said, oh, my gosh, I love romance. So we just started. We have a whole other side conversation Mm -hmm. um, outside of work about romance books. And I told her about the podcast and about SR. And I sent her the link. I said, the book's on sale it's a great time to check it out. So she downloaded it yesterday. I cannot oh, cool. wait to hear what, she, yeah, I cannot wait to hear what she said. She was so thankful. Um, so it's a great way. Um, part of the, if, if you have friends who are into, who like and use e-readers, it's a really great way. Oh, yeah. um, I have some friends who are just pure paper. They don't, they're, they're, they're traditionalists. They do not want the ebook. So I, that's when I'm like, well, you, this has links to the paper copy too. <laughs> that's true. That is true. And I know some uh, people, well, they'll only read a physical book. The book must be hard covered. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a whole other level. PK Tabby saying I'm already a membership. I already have a passion flicks membership. And Flora says I'm a happy subscriber too. Mm-hmm. Um, Shell said she gifted the Inferno ebook series to her bestie, which is wonderful. And Black Lab Lady said, happy to say that I've got two more friends now hooked due to the ebook special. 
She is hooked. Betty says, you know that Snarky will say he's the reason the novels are such a hit. Of course. Of course. Only Snarky. Only Snarky. And he's not stealing the professor's scotch. He's taking claim for everything. <laughs> and I'm sure he's uh, running uh, running crazy out in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Shell, you might Shell, run into yeah, him. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> I think Shell is noting that it's going to be, what, 113 or something crazy yes. out, out there. But and it's Lori- a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a dry heat. Um. P.K. Tabby says, I have both the reader and paperback book. And Anna's saying, just bought a new Kindle during Prime Days. Now can leave the old one at my office. Ooh, that's a nice, yeah, I have one in each location. I like that. Cheryl says, I give the books to younger women to read. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a really good, it's such beautiful writing, as you know, and it's such a great gift. I'm just thinking now. I'm trying to think of the other people. Everybody I know already knows about the books, but I, I need to remind them that they can get it. Floor says, I'm obsessed and have all avenues, Audible, ebook, and paperback. Um, she listens in traffic, she says. And Shell says, Snarky is my fictional twin. <laughs> hey. I love it. Betty's wondering if Snarky is getting ready to work his magic on the boss's new novel. Uh, he's still working hard on that. Yes. <laughs> hoping to have that finished by the end of summer. And Shell's asking, who's in Vegas? Snarky narrator. It's it's kind of a joke. Um, wasn't there fan fiction where Snarky actually did go to well, Vegas? It, it it, was, I think it, it was Pearl in the podcast. And, yes. Uh, Susie Steinley and myself. Betty, I, we, I think you may have been a part of this too, where we. I know Betty was a part of it. Betty's always an instigator. Little blurb <laughs> about Snarky and and SR was very kind and added some comment for it. So Yeah, Snarky narrator from the Gabriel series. Um I have that somewhere. I'm gonna have to the go epic the poster. epic podcast um too when oh, Snarky gosh, yes, with Snarky. <laughs> I honestly some of my favorite podcasts I've ever I laughed so hard. Betty, we might have to resurrect, send that link out. <laughs> you know the one. <laughs> um, yes, Betty's saying I love the ebooks and audiobooks because she can take them wherever she goes. Mm-hmm. And um, yep, Betty noted about the podcast with Snarky. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And yes, Anna loves the privacy of the Kindle. Absolutely. <laughs> Betty said that actually was her favorite podcast. I love that. Po- Honestly, that podcast was so much oh, fun. Oh, so much fun with that. I mean, it's always, we always have a lot of fun with Betty and Curling. But oh, that particular one was just, it was classic. Black Lab Lady says, I'm a paperback fan, but purchase the ebooks too for easier traveling. Really good point there. Mm-hmm. Instead of hauling to five, five books with you and Anna says some books I have Kindle print audio though it's true and I love the fact there's so many different options now there mm-hmm. always have been different well for, for years there have been options there's been recordings of books along with the paper but 
now it seems like you have a lot more freedom to to listen or read stories as you go, which is really great. Mm-hmm. And I did note, I didn't want to miss your comment, Lori. Lori actually did a shout out for um, the latest Passion Flicks movie, Resisting Roots. Mm-hmm. Um, she read Resisting Roots, watched the movie, and she really liked it. I did too. I... I really enjoyed the book. I want to read the whole series. Um, I love the the characters. I love the combination of yoga and baseball. It kind of mm-hmm. like hitting many of my happy spots. And um, I just love the characters. And I thought the I really I really enjoyed the movie. So I thought they did a great job with it. And and it was also Tuska's birthday this week. Yes, happy birthday to Tuska. <laughs> She's had quite the year, and I think she's going to have another really good one moving forward. I'm hoping lots of adventures and happiness uh, continues to come her way um, for this next trip around the sun. Mm-hmm. So we have just had a lot of goodness happening uh, that I think we have to keep in mind because sometimes it gets a little crazy. Yes, we do. Anna says... Love audio and wireless for those boring meetings. Just have to wear my hair down. <laughs> Anna, you are fantastic. That is so funny. And Black Lab does. Lady said she didn't read the book but loved the movie. Elena, it's actually a really nice read. Um, oh, and Betty put the link in. She did. Oh, Life in the Fast Lane with Snarky. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, you guys. In for a treat. You really, I'm telling you, listen to that podcast. It is classic. We had a lot of fun with that. We had a lot of fun with that. Um, And the uh, Shell saying resisting roots was really good. Brenda said the book is so much better. Uh, Elena, you need to read it. I I always agree. I feel like the books are always better, Brenda. I totally do. Um, But I did. I enjoyed it. I, I, I liked, I, I liked, I know, I know everybody has different opinions. I just loved, I loved the leads. I thought they, I just thought they did a great job. Um, and Lori says, that was a funny podcast. I remember it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It really was. And it was so much fun with having Susie on too. Um, Okay, we've convinced Black Lab later we're selling uh, books for Audrey Carlin now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and if you haven't, that's one other thing. Um, There there were, Audrey's been out doing uh, interviews uh, on, because of the movie about the book and everything. It's really great to hear her perspective on writing it and how she, how she came up with the story and the fact that the, the, Yoga became such an important part of her daily life that she incorporated it in the story. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brenda. Oh no, I didn't misinterpret that. Brenda said, "Oh, I, I love the movie too. Don't get me wrong, but the book, <laughs> yeah, fire. You're mm-hmm. right about that. It really was mm, so good. So." Uh, Lori's on book three of the series already. Oh, yeah. I, I, I want to read. I want to read. I like the characters. I like that world at Berkeley, you know, so laid back and just really, really positive. Floor's going to definitely needs to add to her list. Yeah. It's a really, especially when you're looking for something lighter and not so angsty, 
mm-hmm. um, it's just a really it just, just puts you in a good three, good yeah. space. My my friend uh, uh, friend's daughter is looking forward to the Emma Chase stuff coming up, which I told her about. Oh yes. Oh, Emma Chase, another one of those great authors. And I'm so happy I had a chance to meet her. She was one of she was one of the people I read early on when I first discovered um, or when I first started reading romance after Fifty Shades. Um, there were kind of three people I read first, SR, Sylvia Day, the Crossfire series, and Emma Chase Tangled. Mm-hmm. And I've read I think everything Emma's put out, I may be behind on one or two, but delightful author in person. I, we had a chance to meet her at Passion Con. And um, yes, Brenda says she updates you on all the characters throughout the whole series. Um, I think, are you referring to Audrey, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, she was. And she said that Tangled series, so good too. And I, the upcoming projects with Passion Flicks are the Royally Screwed series, which is, is a royal romance and lots of fun. So definitely worth checking out, friends. Mm-hmm. And speaking of royals, uh, we are going to now turn our attention to London. To London. And our, mm-hmm. our beloved professor. And I looked up. A uh, couple fun facts about London uh, before we start reading. Um, just to set the stage, I mean, everybody kind of knows the UK and London is such an amazing, one of the best amazing cities in the world. Um, but there's some fun facts that I thought would be fun to share. The first is Big Ben is not the name for the actual tower. Um, the iconic tower in London is is not called Big Ben. The t- the clock in the tower is called Big Ben. And when I was in London, the scaffolding went up because they were working on it. Oh, it was, wow. Yeah, scaf- scaffolding is coming down now. Mm. It used to be called the Clock Tower. In 2012, it was named Elizabeth Tower, um, and it's located at the north end of the Palace of Westminster. Mm-hmm. So... Um, little known fact and I'm glad that they were doing that because it's, it's good to have that um, maintain oh Walter Boo Boo um, London is actually this, this fact surprised me it's actually the smallest city in England which it only covers 1.2 square miles and you, you have to understand there's, there, there's this whole big area that they consider London Right. The city itself is very tiny. Yeah, 1.2 square miles, 7,500 residents. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the greater London area <laughs> has 8.7 million residents and mm-hmm. covers 606 square miles. And, so. they, and they're, they're still part of um, the uh, wall that surrounded the, the original city of London. Oh, very cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, Yes, uh, <laughs> Betty's asking if we should wear our fascinators now. 
<laughs> and, and she knows <laughs> that Walter is barking with an English accent. <laughs> well, he is from he is Yorkie, so you know. he, he is he's a Brit. He's from, he's, you know. Too bad Annette's not on the call. She could she could fill us in. Her husband is a the is Brit. a Brit. We call him the Brit. Um, yes, Annette, Annette's husband is from the UK originally, so. Um, London, actually, SR, um, not a surprise that he wrote about uh, Gabriel being in London because London has 170 museums, including the British Museum and the National Gallery. Both of which um, are beautiful. Oh, I'm sure. 170 museums. So that was I, that was a surprise to me. I knew there were a lot. I didn't know there were that much. Um, smallest statue in the world is built in London. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a statue displaying two mice eating a piece of cheese. Hey. <laughs> well, and, and there's there's actually a church near St. Paul's Cathedral that um, it looks like the layers of a wedding cake. Oh, neat. And they look, they call it like the wedding, the wedding thing, whatever, tower. <laughs> but that was the basis of wedding, the, the tears of a wedding cake. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I, that would be, I'm trying to think if I ever saw a picture I, I of that building. I have a picture of it. I think I have a picture. It's a side picture somewhere. I'll have to take a look. Um, over 300 languages are spoken in language in, or in London. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an incredibly diverse uh, city from everyone. Um, comes from all corners of the world um, who live there. That reminds me of Toronto. Toronto. Um, oh, and and Betty's asking, why everything. why two mice eating a well, piece of cheese? Here's the I story, mean... Betty. There is a story um, to that. And they said, history says the statue was built to remember two builders who were engaged in the fight after accusing each other to have eaten their meal. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them died, and later it was understood that mice had actually eaten their meal. So it wasn't it wasn't the uh, each other. There were mice that came in and took care of it. That's the story. Um, it, they say the statue's so small, someone has to point you to it. So I think that's if you go, you go, if you go to London. You might want to check out, look for that statue of the mice. And, uh, and the, uh, in the tower, eating of London, the cheese. In the Tower of London, right now, the outer um, moat is now basically a they they redid his gardens. <laughs> Just so you know. Did they? They did for the jubilee. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun fact is the name London uh, stands for. Um, there's been some dispute about why it is called London. Um, some standing theories state that London was first built from Romans around 50 AD. Um, the name is a puzzle, though. Used to have different names, including Londonium, Ludenwick, Ludenburg. The most accepted version is that the name for London is derived from the old Celtic word, Londinus, which means to be bold. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, you know, the the English, the Irish, the Welsh, mm-hmm. Scots, um, and part there's a part of France that where the Celts all came from. 
Oh yeah. Um, two la- la- two more fun facts before we turn to uh, uh, a specific uh, hotel in London. Over eight point seven million people live in London, uh, the UK's capital. It's the largest city in the UK, and for all of you Gideon Cross fans, uh, it is it is said to have the most billionaires in the world. More than 80 billionaires live in London, making it the city with the highest number of billionaires in the world. Some of them and, are sanctioned at the moment, though. <laughs> <laughs> London billionaires represent 80% of all billionaires living in the UK. In this aspect, London leaves behind big cities like New York, San Francisco, Moscow, and Paris. So I think that's kind of an interesting fact for all of you seeking your billionaire. Mm-hmm. Take a trip to London. So this was a kind of a fun fact. I'll put them in the chat for people who are interested in studying mm-hmm. abroad that they, they kind of pulled those together. There's some more. I didn't go over all of them. Um, but <laughs> Betty said it reminded her of the time uh, Julie Gabriel compared Julia to a church mass. <laughs> poor little Julia. Yes. And uh, Shell said, every time I hear a clock tower, I think of 21, I think point twenty one gigawatts, back to the future. Well, <laughs> that's it. true. I love it. Floor said, me too, Shell. 80s kid here. I love it. You guys are the best, always learning here, and I want to visit London someday. Floor, so do I. Pam was lucky enough to go. Mm-hmm. That's um, a couple years ago. And Betty said, all the single ladies, time to go to London. <laughs> I've never been to London. PK Tabby's never been either. But I it's just, a cool. It, it, that I, I love London. I really do. I one time I had I had a obsession about the possibility of living there. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be that would have been fun. But it was something I was I would have liked to have done. Ah, uh, another ch- another chapter for your book, Pam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Betty says, well, Willie does have an English accent, so that That's explains true. a lot, a.k.a. billionaire. Because Willie, I would count, I would think he's one of the 80. <laughs> yeah, and because Willie actually came from the same area that Walter Boo Boo is from. Aw, York. Mm-hmm. I lived in York, but it was York, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Home of the York Peppermint yeah. Patty. That's true, but you see, you just don't add the PA to it. You just say, I lived in York. <laughs> I lived that. in York. <laughs> As Shell said, she's never left the continental U.S. There's a lot to see just within our, our mm-hmm. lower 48, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to go to London. Betty says, I have a feeling the English won't be impressed with our American. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Black Lab Lady says, we we need an all things as our trip to London. Uh-huh. Much more fun with this group. Oh, I love the way you think, Elena. Uh-huh. And Lori says, I love the information you share. I've not been either. I need to start traveling now. I'm not getting any younger. There's never, it's never too late to start. Set your intention out and that you can usually find a way. Um, you usually can find a way. And Shell says her bucket list is Scotland. Yes. Yeah, where, I haven't been to Scotland yet. I'd like to do that. I really, I, you know, Outlander. Outlander probably was the num- the biggest. The tourism bureau in Scotland should be paying Diana 
uh, Gab, is it Gaba? How do you say Diana's last name? Author of Outlander. Gabaldon. 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 Um, yeah, because seeing, reading it is one thing, but seeing those images on that from that series, ah. Uh. <laughs> oh, thank you, Betty. I'll get pulling that up right now. The boss just answered your tweet. He said he answered your email. Okay, let me, uh, I'm on my email right now. Are you going to pull that up or should I? I will pull it up. Okay. And Black Lab Lady lives 15 miles from York. York, Maine, that is. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I, yes, oh my gosh, he's the best. SR is the best. So we're, we're talking about London because the chapter 62 is set in London and we are coming from an amazingly and halftime, uh, three quarter time show, mm-hmm. an amazingly beautiful luxury hotel called the Goring. Now, as you know, SR likes to write um, very vivid descriptions of places and scenes and the Goring is pure luxury. Um, it's London's luxury hotel in Bagravia. Which it's is a the beautiful last, area of London, by the way. It is the last remaining family-owned luxury hotel in the city, crafted over a century by one family. It's a grand hotel with impeccable manners and a subtle streak of wit and wonder. It sounds like SR, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting the link into the chat for the Goring. They have gifts they have english tea afternoon tea service the tea service alone friends you look at this picture and you want to jump in um it's pastry teams curated an exquisite menu to celebrate the english pastime cakes and sandwiches worthy of the occasion the afternoon tea is one of the tastiest ways to mark the Platinum Jubilee and honor our monarch. Mm-hmm. And you should read, I mean, you should see and read this. Um, all the, all the things. So I'm putting the Goring link in here. Okay. And yeah, here's we'll be email. able to... It hasn't come over yet. I'm still refreshing okay. everything. I'm, uh, I'm going to pull it up because I think I, I think it came in through mine. Oh, it only came through you. Um, <laughs> well, when you're in a hurry, you know? I, I know, well, I can, uh, we can start the chapter and then I can just pitch in. He did say in terms of news, he has good news from Tosca, but I don't think I can share it yet. Oh Uh-oh. my gosh. What could it be? I'm, SR, I'm... you're the greatest tease there is. Absolutely. Um, that's wonderful. Well, we'll see what it is. Maybe they're decided, they've figured out when the set visit, or the set dates are, when the filming's going to start for redemption. Maybe she's reading some other books. I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe she's got, maybe the dates for uh, the filming. I hope so. We shall find out. So, um, do you want me to start the, the chapter then? 
Um, yes. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll share just, uh, I think we hit all the news he wanted to hit, but I'll just share it I'll, and I'll paste it in. He talked about the, the $1.99 sale. A uh, reminder, a reminder, stay tuned for something special hosted by Argyle Empire on Facebook. And he'll be chatting with SR Fans Russia on their Facebook page July 30th from 1 to 2 Eastern. We mentioned that last week. We yeah, didn't get that in. Because I just saw something come through. And he also is reminding us the Passion Flix subscriptions. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the beloved... August 12th date and everybody is in the chat room is wondering what this could be um, Florentine series fingers crossed Shell said uh, that would be great Black Lab Lady says um, and our friends are enjoying the tea uh, yes tea time floor so classy Gabriel style completely absolutely Absolutely. And let me tell you, he would not be disappointed in this place. Definitely take a look at that link when you have a chance. Um, so, Pam, if you want to start I will. I will. Um, the chapter, and so, then we... As we've said, as uh, Gabriel is in London right at the moment. So, Gabriel's looking outside his hotel uh, window from the Gordon. And he missed his FaceTime call with uh, um, Juliet and Claire. Aww. He'd been having drinks with Eleanor, the BBC producer, and Métis. I I, I hope I pronounced it. I was wondering how to pronounce that as well. Mm -hmm. And she's the TV presenter. And there were a few other academics involved in this dinner, and, and uh, that she had got, gotten into. Uh, SR is a pain in the neck. Tosca will sent a present in my inbox, which was gratefully received. <laughs> anyway, oh, he is the best tease. The very best tease. Anyway. So, you know, she'd gathered all these people because she did this. She was doing this documentary on, on Dante. And she he says it's, uh, it seemed to him with, with a cross of Survivor versus Antiques Roadshow. And Pam, history. if I could if I could interject right here. Of course. We asked SR two questions regarding this. Mm-hmm. Um, one, he said... Our question was, we know who inspired Eleanor, Erica, E.L. James, was Mighty Torres, also based on someone you know. And SR said, perhaps a reader, winky face, which I love. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And then uh, the other question we had that you just hit upon we love the line with the Antiques Roadshow and Survivor. Have you watched those shows? And SR said, I have. I think I watched the first season of Survivor. I enjoy Antiques Roadshow and have watched multiple seasons. So just a little of the Q&A mm-hmm. from SR. And 
one other thing that I'll go into that I saw Betty say something. Part three is coming. So maybe that ended up in his mailbox. Yes. Oh, the actual. Mm-hmm. Mm. As Betty would say, ooh. ooh. I don't so, do it as well, but I try, Betty. So anyway, so he says, uh, you know, the, the, the group that was there for this dinner were academics and antiques, except for himself, of course. And uh, he tastefully, uh, dutifully tasting his tea, which he w- wished was scotch. And he was also <laughs> wishing he was at Magdalene College with his wife and daughter. Until, you know, they're in one of the small college rooms, and he's like, but, well, he loved the luxury of the room at the Goring, which, it, if you look at the, the uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Um, the website, the, the website, pages. They're very well presented. <clears throat> oh, quite lovely. Yes. Quite lovely. And, uh, yeah, Betty's start buying tissues. Part three is coming. Right. <laughs> start buying the tissues and the hankies. You're not even joking about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, someone put in the pronunciation. I was wondering if someone would do that. Uh, and I think it's it's... Oh my gosh, I just lost it. My tie? Mm-hmm. Wait. Uh... My tie. My tie. Yes. So, um, but any in any event, um, well, he loved the luxury of this room at the Goring. It didn't have any toys. And on the ground, a trip over. And, uh, <laughs> or burping claws. And he sniffed the air, and there were no diapers around. And the only thing I will say is, (laughs) wait till the Legos come out. Oh, yes. (laughs) She's a little too small for that right now, but boy. She'll have the Duplo box in a little bit. They're the big ones. Yeah, you're stepping on Legos in the middle of the night is not a fun chore. (laughs) Having done that. Um, On a few occasions. So even with all this luxury and the fine dining around him and the interesting conversation with world-renowned uh, Renaissance specialist, there was nothing better than to be able to take tuck Claire into bed and reading the not-too-profound Goodnight Moon. <laughs> and we actually had a question regarding um, Goodnight Moon for SR. And I, I had asked him this question. I said, Goodnight Moon was a favorite of my daughter's. I can still recite it, parts of it actually, mm-hmm. in the great green room, as you know. Mm-hmm. So I asked, why did you choose to include it? Um, SR said it was recommended as an excellent children's book, and Claire is partial to rabbits. There you Thank go. Goodness. There you go. There you go, Paul. Betty. Well, she loves the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Betty had said one day Paul will be part of those scholars. <laughs> and, yes, and, and as uh, will Julia. And also she said, oh, behavioral Mrs. Claire. Yeah. No, not the Legos. Anna said, Legos in the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> my, yes, my Tay, thank you. Shell was the person who said, my Tay is the way to say it. I love that. And thank you for... Uh, setting us straight on the pronunciation. I appreciate that. And Shell loves Good Night Moon, too. 
I do too. I, I think everybody read that to their kids. So. Oh, and the great green room. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the grace of family, mm -hmm. the legacy and his future. While he knew there were, would be a time when they would be parted, he vowed to keep them at short times. And his, as his life as a scholastic seemed empty and dull without them. Oh, I know he, he's going through it. He you know, it, it reminded me a little bit. I mean, obviously very different circumstances, but when he just had that yearning and that, you know, in that search when he was on his uh, pilgrimage to Italy and to, uh, you know, thinking, having to leave Toronto because he needed to be somewhere where he had to, had been with Julia because he missed her so much. Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me of that, that recognition that he once he needs her nearby. And, uh, she, Betty had said, baby Claire can identify a stud when she sees one. <laughs> Team Paul. <laughs> Shell says, I'm the old lady whispering hush. <laughs> if you know the book, <laughs> there is an old lady whispering hush. <laughs> and Floor said, Betty Claire is partial to that bunny. <laughs> LOL. Mm -hmm. And Betty said, so Gabriel's not reading the Velveteen Rabbit to Claire. Say it ain't so. <laughs> and she said, Shell, you're funny. Ellie said, I still have my original Goodnight Moon from 1973. It was a fave for my kids, too, and I still use it at work. Oh, yeah. We yeah. had, uh, had uh, Goodnight Moon and uh, what was the other one? Um, the Living Tree. Oh, I don't the, know the if I know that one. The Giving Tree. The Giving Tree. Yeah. It's about, you know, about the tree and the boy and it grows and he takes things from the tree and... When he gets to be an old man, he has the stump at least to sit on. Aww. You know, it, I remember reading it to when I was babysitting kids, when it first came out. And then, of course, I had to get it for my son. Yes, I, I just... Think, I, I, I think I gave it... I went to a baby shower a couple of years ago. And one of the things they asked was to bring two child, children's books. Mm hmm. I think that was I, I remember that was gifted. Betty said she loves the giving tree. Mm -hmm. um, Shell said I had Googled the way to say it when I read it. My tie, my tay, my tay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And Black Lab Lady said, never mind part three. Need the tissues now. Poor Gabriel missing his girls. Oh, I know, I, know. I know. And honestly, this would be another scene that would just be so beautiful to see because I know Julia would just knock it out of the park. He's such mm -hmm. a talented, gifted actor. Shell said, I also recommend Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And Shell Silverstein, great book, The Giving Tree. I can't help but wonder, Betty said, and what did the boy do for the tree? Ellie said, Chris has the original Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, another that good one. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Floor is the one who said she just loved that book as well. Yeah, but good night, Moon. I just remember in the great green room, there was a telephone and a red balloon and a picture of the cow jumping over the moon. I love I just loved it. So, so sweet. And, and just how much, how far he has come, right? How, oh, yeah. It has been transformational. His love has been transformational. 
and now they're you know from one to two to f three it's just it's really beautiful to see mm-hmm. so mm. maybe it was the thought of that uh that caused dante to write the divine comedy the fact that you know here's this woman that he loves so much mm-hmm. having a great love his life is small without having it and maybe he gabriel's come to that realization about his wife and daughter with him you know his life is very small and this gives him so much more so it really does so he's you know he thinks that maybe dante uh wrote this magnum magnum opus in order to describe it so i i love i thought that was a really great connection Right, like I thought that was a really great way to do it, and we asked him about, we asked SR about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, PK Tabby said I remember the Good Night Moon book, and Betty said, "What is the cow's name? Bessie, Mary, Sunshine, or Virgil?" <laughs> Shell says the cow wishes to be anonymous. Yes. Um, but we asked SR about this realization, and we said. This was not the first time Gabriel realized having another in his life was fulfilling. Did his realization about needing his family reinforce his commitment to finding a way to bring them with him to the Sage Lectures? And he said, yes, absolutely. We're seeing the evolution of Gabriel throughout the novels and how he changes from being a lone wolf to being a family man. Oh, so true. I love it. I just put that in the chat and then he also another question we had was instead of enjoying a respite from diapers and sleeplessness was he surprised at how much he missed being with Julie and Claire and he said yes so this was not just a realization but I think it was a surprising he didn't realize well he didn't realize how much right he actually missed them he He's in this gorgeous luxury hotel. He could obviously be, you know, enjoying his own quiet time, his thoughts. He could be working on his lecture. He could be relaxing. He could be reading. He could. But no, he's he's kind of thinking about how much he wishes he'd be with his family. That's right. So with that thought, yes, he decided to stride over to the writing desk Mm -hmm. and he picked up his cell and took a selfie, something he swore he'd never do. And he attached the picture to an email that he started for Julian telling her about his day and evening and wrote a specific reading for Claire. Mm-hmm. Daddy loves you, Claire. Be a good girl for mommy and I'll see you soon. XO. Oh my gosh. Melts your heart, doesn't it? Oh, oh my god. It reminds me of what is my my, my grandfather um, was an engineer. And back in the 30s, he did a lot of traveling around the country for work. Mm -hmm. And he would write letters home to my dad and his brother and sister. And he he always had something to say to them similar to this. And he would sign off his letters as Dada. And um, I think that because that was more Irish than the little kids' words. Oh, and uh, it just—I I have some of the letters. They're in, in the in a container in the basement. It's just so sweet to see this. 
and we so reminded me of that. It's so beautiful. I, Betty was saying, I'm, I was proud of Gabriel in this chapter. He mm-hmm. finally understood what was important in life, family, mm-hmm. all the material stuff, superficial. Absolutely. And that's so true. I mean, and that's what's so beautiful. I, you know, this SR really does have great reflection on the human condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Shell says his whole world is opening up along with his heart. Mm-hmm. Floor says, so sweet, Gabriel. And, and Betty says, this always surprises me. Why an email and not a text message or a voice message? <laughs> and PK Tabby said, that is the sweet thing that Gabriel says to Claire. Mm-hmm. It's true. And yes. Betty also loved your story, Pam. She said, that is so sweet. And Shell says, emails are forever. And, and Pam, another for chapter for your book. Good Just saying. Man. Just saying another chapter for your book. What, my, my grandfather's letters to his kids? Yes. The best one, though, was about... It's beautiful. Four, it is. It, it is beautiful. The best one is about... He had been writing from Seattle, Washington. Oh, so, wow. So now, you know, this is the 30s. So now, you know, he's taking a train from Philadelphia... All the way. Across, across country to Seattle. So that's like a two or three... That was like a two or three day trip. Mm-hmm. Plus whatever business he was doing in Seattle, and then coming back. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, that's an extensive commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, um, Betty also just noted, well, if Julia's email box is full, it won't make it to her. I'm pretty sure she's uh, good with keeping up with the emails. <laughs> Not like me. I, I just opened up when I was looking for SR's email. I have 14,000 emails that are <laughs> they're red. But they've yes, Shell written. says archiving them to make room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Flora's noting that, Pam, your book is going to be a series. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to need to be. <laughs> so, oh, anyway. my gosh. So, so, so Gabriel presses send and he gets ready for bed. And he thought about Julia opening up the email in a few hours. And he thought about her showing the photo to Claire. And Claire pointing at the picture and recognizing her. He was Claire's father. And that was Professor Emerson's greatest title of all. Oh, I love that line. Mm -hmm. Because from the beginning of the series, he was Professor Emerson, right? That was his identity. Not a doctor. Anybody could be a doctor. I am a professor. I mean, that was so ingrained from the very, very earliest pages of the series. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he evolved to saying Claire's father was Professor Emerson's greatest title of all. I just, I really love that. I thought that was so... um, so full circle and Betty I love um, Anna said I just had to have IT increase my email capacity and I'm laughing I had to do that when I worked at the Department of State <laughs> um, they loved me uh, <laughs> I always was calling IT um, well, you know it's a truth because you never I did the same thing when I was working because mm-hmm. you never you know somewhere you know, even maybe three years ago, and I had almost 20 years of emails in, at work. Mm-hmm. I ended up, I, I ended up archiving things, but, oh, <laughs> you're right. 
You're right. Um, so, Shell put a heart. Betty said, so Gabriel never takes selfies with Julia and Claire? Um, I'm sure he does, right? But Julia is probably the one who instigates that. She's probably the one who takes them, not Gabriel himself. Shell said, it was the epitome of his identity. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. And Brenda said that was one of the best lines in the book. Uh, Black Lab Lady said, from professor to daddy, sigh. And Betty said, well, in this book, he changed professor to Dr. Emerson. Make up your mind, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> now he is daddy, Shell says. Mm-hmm. And Betty says, I know what you mean, Anna. I have to open new email accounts. <laughs> And we had one last question that uh, Pam posed SR. Mm-hmm. Aside from the many selfies we see of you on Twitter, have you ever taken and sent one in either text or email? And of course, in typical SR fashion, Winky. he says, perhaps, <laughs> winky face. So <laughs> I'm taking that as a yes. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> I think that's great. And Brenda's saying, as Julia's bringing his not- fun side out along with baby Claire. And I think that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. I mean, after all, he 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 got her back with having that pink flamingo next to her on the bed. Like, mm-hmm. he he's, he's a much more playful Gabriel now mm-hmm. and a much more joyful Gabriel now. And Flora said, LOL, Betty, he practically took out Julia's head for calling him a doctor in Inferno. (laughs) You're right about that. The evolution, man, is great. So, so much fun. Absolutely. And I'm so, I'm just, it's, it was a very short chapter. I mean, on my e-reader is two pages, but. Again, it, it was a powerful punch in terms of that evolution that was displayed. Um, and I, it, it's, it sets the stage for, you know, again, his, the title of the book is Gabriel's Promise. And again, this reaffirms that he's committed to his family. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um Betty says, I think so, too. Perhaps he takes a selfie while wearing Harry Potter's invisible clothes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Cheryl has walked 1.4 miles while listening. That is awesome, Cheryl. 31.52 steps. I love that, Cheryl. That's great. Mm -hmm. And Cheryl says he's a three-dimensional character now, Mm -hmm. full of hope, love, and devotion, which is just beautiful and she says thanks for all you do well thanks for joining us because a podcast is not the podcast is made because of the people in the chat room in my opinion Mm -hmm. um being able to share your comments and your thoughts uh on the podcast i think makes it you know that part of our discussion and and getting everybody's insight i think is pretty cool SR knows how to pack it in, says Black Lab Lady, in a minimal amount of text. Yes, That's why we love him. Yes. Um, and I always love the winky smiles and the perhaps. And the, <laughs> that is a very good question. <laughs> yes, yes. And Shell also notes that Gabriel also has self-worth now, which is true. 
um, the true and the true important things, his priorities um, are fulfilling him. And thank you, Lori says, always enjoyable. I appreciate you all. We appreciate all of you. And I know we're a little over time. We are. So what song are we heading out to today, Pammy? Um, not Without Haste by Mumford mm-hmm. and Sons. Oh, very good. Enjoy and we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Same bat time. <laughs> Same bat channel. That's right. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. Keep hydrated. Keep cool. And be kind.